Welcome to the Loyal Locals podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Dyer. I've been told that this week just might be the very last frigid cold open. Um, in fact, I was just informed that we may have uh, new artwork and maybe a new theme next week. Um, I don't want to make any promises because, well, I honestly don't know. And literally, John just told me. So to hear more, uh, let's not delay any more. Let's bring on producer John Cross. John, uh, this is this is yes. huge news for me. Uh, I mean, we're breaking big news here. You just before we went live, you literally said this might be the last week we're cold. What does that mean? Well, without any kind of graphic and or music, we've just been hitting the button and going live and starting. If anybody who's followed the show knows, we've we've always done. Uh, an opening graphic along with some music and we are in the process of working on getting some new things set but i think this will be the the last week of the locals podcast that we've kind of branded just in this interim term which is actually the original name of the podcast way back when steve jerry and drew started it uh, before it switched over to the loyal locals podcast um but we will start easing into our transition next month. So we're excited to uh, start getting some change in look and feel and name of the podcast as we move forward. Now, has there uh, been a settled upon name? I think we're going to be going with the uh, loud and proud. Sorry, proud. It's got to be loud and proud. Podcast. It's got to be loud and proud. We need to switch that. Pr uh, Proud because loud and proud, loud and proud, because proud because pod, you get to teams, right? But I'm talking the, about the, the, the team saying is is proud, not loud. Yeah, I'm just trying. To, there's an alliteration between the words proud and pod, and if you put loud in between them, you sandwich the alliteration and it goes away. But if you do loud and proud pod, you also have it sounds really a good. lot of people who use loud and proud. That's very common. Usage. Because that's kind of the natural way those words should go together. That's probably why. All right, we'll talk about this more. We'll, we'll settle <laughs> on something here before next week. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. So uh, we had a, uh, I mean, I wouldn't call it an eventful week, being as there's uh, no team and no games. But uh, there was some... SDFC happenings, the uh, as well as the locals itself had elections. Um, I saw still, some still having elections. We're not we're not done yet. Oh, the po ladies and gentlemen, the polls <laughs> still open. Polls are still open. If you're in line, stay in line. Do not leave. Uh, polls are still open, and uh, it's it, it's a it's a tight race. Um, it's a 15-way tie, from what I understand. Uh, so get those votes in. Um, I, I, I did also see in Discord there is a, a new channel and some new, uh, some new updates from leadership. Did you see this? Uh, yeah. New, I believe, if I remember the name correctly, local business channel. So we can start talking about some local news or have a place where people can talk about some of the the background part of being the locals and running the group and certain questions that they may have for leadership. So that's a good channel for that as well. 
there's going to be some more organization, reorganization, I guess, coming up uh, as we start making this transition to our new leadership team over the next couple of weeks as well. Exciting stuff. I already saw a little uh, bit of news and I don't want to steal any thunder we may be saving for later in the show, but um, there is some, we might get to a little bit of maybe merch news. We might tease that later on. So stick around and we'll talk about um, what might be coming as far as merch. Um, but uh, what do you want to, what do you want to hit first? Do you want to talk about this uh, Chrome ball thing on, on Saturday? I know a lot of folks went out there to Oceanside. Were you there? Well, actually, and this might've happened in the background um, while we were starting, cause I get to see who's popped in in the background and, and you don't. So I want to fill you in. We do have two people waiting to come on. So I'll let you choose when we want to bring them on. If we want to bring them on before we start talking about this, but Dylan Wilson, is out there to help us out. And we also have our president, Steve Brokoff, here as well. So, okay, if you were want to either bring of them, them at the Chrome Ball? Were either of them? I think Steve was at Chrome Ball. Uh, let's, yeah. Let's bring uh, Steve. Steve was there. Let's bring Steve. He's there. the president. His time is valuable. Right. Let's bring Steve on and talk about this Chrome Ball. Steve. Howdy. How are you, sir? Good. Good. How are you guys? Good. Hey, doing well. Uh, not to not to break the the third wall here and and shatter the illusion for our listeners, but my washer is running. Do you hear water? Do I need to mute? Nope, you're good. Okay, okay. I, I am not hearing it. Okay, good. Okay. All right, back to the Chrome Ball. Uh, Steve, what yeah, do you no, think I, about the event? It was. I, I mean, I think it was a great event. Um, I mean, honestly, a beautiful location, and you know the weather. Uh, it's not something that they could control, but it was phenom- It was a phenomenal day to just hang out at the beach. So um, that's just kind of a fact. But the event itself, I thought it was. I thought it was rad. I thought it was just a rad event. Um, you know, locally in Oceanside, there's such a flavor, there's such a flair. It's its own personality, um, and a lot of people that came out. Um, you know, we, we set up a booth as as the locals. You know, we hung our scarves and put our banners up and had some flags out there. Um, and we had a lot of people come up and just say, what's going on today? And, you know, it's really fun to be able to explain what's going on and then also who we are. And we handed out some stickers, um, handed out ha- some, now, some joy now, QR codes. So we're hoping for the, to start to start that kind of stuff soon. But yeah, now, I just thought it was a great overall event. I think there was some confusion because I heard a supporter group called the Loyals was there. <laughs> um, did you see the Loyals <laughs> in Oceanside? Yeah, that was... There was a UT reporter there, and uh, he took down my information, and we talked. Uh, he must have just missed a note there, too. But uh, he did say he was a business reporter, not a sports reporter, and he happened to be on the Saturday shift. So it was an easy miss, but I did get an email back from him saying that he fixed the story online. So, Good. Um, yeah, that, yeah. that I, I, haven't, I haven't double-checked, but I, I, I'm hopeful, and I think that that's going to happen. So. You know what? I'm not going to let him off the hook. I know this individual, <laughs> uh, Phil Molnar. He is a very good business reporter. If you uh, ever follow, like, the uh, – the updates on like uh, home prices going up and down in San Diego. That's, that's kind of what he is always writing about. And like these crazy, you know, multi-million dollar condos that go up, he's always getting tours of those and stuff. But the last time I saw Phil Molnar was, I believe at the, at Snapdragon at either the, it was either the Dortmund or the USA game Hmm. over the summer. So Phil, while he is not a sports reporter, he is a soccer guy. So I don't know what happened here, 
let me. Right I, do, I will. I will tell you that working the weekend shift isn't ever fun because you just sure. they just send you to like some random event. Like one time, Whatever's I had to cover a 5K. I don't know if you've ever been to a 5K, but there's a lot of things happening at a 5K, none of which are news. So it's not always fun <laughs> doing the uh, the the weekend stuff. But uh, he's a good guy, and and he is a soccer guy. So I'm glad. I'm glad it got worked out. Yeah, it was just a really good time. You know, 12 us were out there. Riptides were out there. 18th Italian was out there. Bar 18 was out there. Bar 18 had a pretty rad new banner that I saw. So, um, you know, it's fun to see these. I mean, obviously, we have a lot of history with Travos, and they show up in good numbers, and it's always good fun to connect with those guys again. And then it's really – it's awesome to see these new groups coming up, come around, and, and kind of finding themselves, finding their their identity, finding, you know, their space and all this, and um, growing into it. Yeah, it's, it's really cool to see. You know, it's like – Rising tide lifts all boats. So, I, I, do you ever I, ask them where they've been? Do you ever get the uh, urge? To- <laughs> no, no, certainly not. Not from my perspective. Um, <laughs> but in conversations, I mean, it's it's it, it's it's a it's a conversation topic, you know. And it's not a question that I've asked. It's just come up, and it's you know, people are like, "Oh, I haven't been involved, but I'm here now, and I'm excited." And that's really it. It's 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 really sometimes it is hard to not go from that perspective and say like. You know, hey, we had a team, you know, and, and this and that was a lot of fun. That was amazing. But at the same time, it's it's it doesn't do any good to dwell on that. What does it what does it do for positivity and, and building a community at this point? So everybody that I have met through all of That's these right. new groups has been incredible. Um, right. They have a huge passion for this. And, and I think that they are going to find their own space in this in this community and environment. Um, I'm glad you reminded I, me because I'm growing, supposed you know? to be being more positive. And you said the word positivity, which reminded me that um new new year 2024 i'm uh being very positive uh but it is kind of uh that's always jumps in my head this intrusive thought about oh, where, where were we all where were we all before but it's cool i'm i, I am yeah. glad that they're coming out now because that means that next year uh that supporter section should be thick and and a lot of fun yeah it's like you know I made this point in, in one of the meetings that we had internally and, and then also, you know, with all the other groups in, in, in SCFC, it's like if if they have a space and they grab somebody that wouldn't have otherwise be grabbed, it's just better for the section and better for the community. You know, if, if somebody connects with with bar 18 over Chavos or over us, like and then they're they're they become a big passionate part of this. That's just a benefit for everybody. That just it doesn't matter you know, at some point it doesn't matter if it's locals or where they were, you know, whatever. It, it really it's doesn't just a matter of grabbing people and getting people involved that are passionate and, and have a lot to give to this. So it's, it, I, I totally get where you're coming from. And I, a lot of part of me, you know, goes there too, but it's, it's also tough to, um, it's like, if we're going to move on, we got to just, we got to let go, all that stuff go too. You know what I mean? So like, it's, but it is, it is oh, hard. Yeah. I, I totally, I mean, no, I mean, it's just a funny thing to yeah. mention on our, on our podcast. I'm not going to yeah. be like going up to people and like, where the, where were you in 2020? Where were you? Uh, but you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's funny because, you know, in 109, like I was a member of every single supporter group <laughs> that uh, loyal had, you know, I was a member of Chavos. I was a member of locals. I was a member of uh, rainbow loyals. And then, um, uh, uh, of of the the fiends like there is no when you're actually when your connection with supporter culture is actually being in the stands in the section supporting the team there is no that's that group and this is this group and that's that group that doesn't exist during the match and and right. while we are 
doing our thing and supporting the team and, and drumming and, and singing, like it, it completely goes away. So right. uh, I have, a, uh, and, and if, if this is going to be a good supporter section, which I think it will be, um, then it should have that feeling as well. Even though it's bigger, um, we should really feel like one unified supporter yeah. section. And, and, and that will be the unifying because it'll be supporting the club that unifies everybody. It won't be like, Oh, I'm this and I'm that and you're that and, that that doesn't exist in the in the stands. That's where it gets too contentious, and you, you know, yeah, us and Travelos definitely had a different style of how we f- formed and how we kind of did things. But at the end of the day, when it was match day and it was time to go, it didn't matter who was who. It's just we all sang for for the team. We the ninety minutes inside the stadium, it didn't matter. It, it, that that stuff went by the wayside. So that's the goal. It's just, plus, but it's it, it's you got to get there. We got a year to do it, and it's gonna be a it's gonna be a road. And I think that these these Chrome Ball tour events are a huge start because we connect with people. We connect with people that don't know who we are. The club connects with people who don't know who they are. But I think almost most importantly is like, we're connecting with these other groups and especially the other groups leaderships and like just spending time together. You know what I mean? It's a, it's a big reason to get together and stand next to each other and, and, and shake hands and share um, beverages that we maybe shouldn't be drinking on the beach, but um, uh, it's a, just a good time. It was a good time. It's, it's, you know, oh, and I'll probably end up joining all of them as well. Yeah, I like scarves. I'm going to get everybody's scarf and the stickers, you know. I, I don't, you know, because my, I feel like for me personally, I'm all about like what happens on match day and in the stands. So it's really not uh, a big deal to me. But um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. The Star Wars one, I'm really over Star Wars. Um, I've, complained about this a lot on this this show even though the show is not about star wars but um if anybody didn't know i'm really over star wars uh, i'll just say that once more <laughs> um i know that dylan is trying to get in um he's having some connection problems john are, are we able to bring dylan on or is he trying to is he back uh, is he not he's not back at the moment he, he decided to step out for a second and try to reconnect so i'll let you know when he's back okay great but yeah, I look forward to the rest of them. I mean, like I, a little point I want to get into is I'm, I'm born and raised in North County and we don't see sports teams come into North County very often and like do events in North County. So like, I mean, I don't know if it's just opportunistic or why they decided the Oceanside and, you know, obviously Escondido's next weekend and then Poway's the weekend after that. Like there's a, obviously there's a lot of cities in North County too. So if they're trying to do all 18, there's going to be a lot up here. But my point is like, it's really cool as a North County born and raised kid and, you know, still living up in North County to like see events in North County in my space. Cause that's very rare. Right. I'm so used to having to drive a really, really far to go see my community, to go see my teams go play, you know, play. Um, so to have it kind of for them to like come up here and say like, no, this is an area we, we want to connect with too. Like that matters. I'm just speaking personally, like that matters to me, but I think that it matters to a lot of people up here as well. Cause you don't see it very often. You, you you just don't. You don't see the Padres come up here and do stuff. You never really saw Loyal come up here and do stuff. Um, Chargers, you know, they had some connections up here. Obviously, Oceanside is special with Junior Sale, but um, and, and now we're talking eight years ago. But my point is, like, it's pretty cool to see local events up this way um, because you just don't see it that often. And I think that we're going to grab a lot of people who are going to be like, oh, wow, that's really cool that, they, that they're up here. Okay, like, oh, the new MLS team? Oh, that's interesting because – Otherwise, it's it's not that it's hard to pay attention, but it's it's far. It's pretty far to, to drive all the time. So if people if they don't if like people in Oceanside don't feel like a connection to the team, they're not going to drive to go support it. You know, so like 
yeah. think that these events are going to really be grabbing a lot of people from this these, this North County area. And I, just speaking as a North County resident, like I said a couple of times, I, I just think it's really, really cool that they're focusing up here so, a, a little bit. Okay. Um, I think uh, I, I'm hearing from uh, producer John that Dylan is ready to uh, take the stage. So um, I think I, I want to bring him on and uh, give him a chance. I don't know if he was in Oceanside or not. Dylan, did you did you make the Oceanside event? I could not actually, and my cat couldn't either. So I was. What's going on? I don't know if if, if y'all screen is showing this, but it looks like Dylan is a disembodied head. Uh, <laughs> are you okay? Yeah. So what's going on here is uh, Archie here is uh, more connectivity sitting... issues. Oh no! Can you guys hear me? I can hear you. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I can hear you. All right. Sweet. <laughs> um. So Archie here, yeah, likes to perch up on the back of my chair, but if I lean forward, he's gonna get mad at me and bite and or scratch my head. So, oh, okay. So Did I'm just leaning him? back right now. Uh, okay. Yeah, he just he likes to he likes to be the center of attention. So anyway, um, good to be on. Thanks for bringing me in. I will uh, try and look less disembodied as I. Can. <laughs> uh, did you make it to the Oceanside? No, I wasn't able to. Um, I had stuff going on this past weekend. I'm gonna make a. Good effort to get up to Escondido after the uh, AGM this weekend, though. Especially considering it sounds like this event won't go as late as some of the previous ones. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, I'm glad you mentioned that. It's, I think it's a good uh, chance to uh, transition uh, a segue to the AGM. That is the all-members meeting that we're going to have. Um, I will toss it up to either Steve or John uh, either one of you. What can you tell us? to? What can we expect at this meeting? I'm, I'm going to toss it over to Steve and let him run with it. And then if he wants to send anything my way, then I'll fill in. Yeah. Um, thanks, John. I, yeah, the AGM, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It's, it's, it's going to be basically a, a locals Congress meeting um, kind of up front, And then we'll do uh, kind of mixed in with some, you know, membership questions and feedback and comments. Um, it's open to all members. So um, all members can comment at fair play 11 AM this Saturday um shout out to dylan for hooking up the space and uh shane at fair play for um doing the same um but yeah it's just it's basically a, a an open locals meeting um where you know members can come and see how we operate how we do meetings uh and then the kicker is you know we, we're going to certify the results of the elections which is a formality at this point but it's so important to do uh and then kind of seat the new members of, of council and Know, like a transition of power uh, sort of thing where um, it's like a formal it's like a formal space where you know the the, the outgoing leadership um, you know gets up from the table and the incoming leadership comes and oh, sits okay. at the table uh, de facto I don't know how that, if we're actually gonna be doing you know so sitting at a know. table day, but um, it's essentially just a way to transition the power uh, and in the past we haven't really done something like this I, I, I know that on the business side it it's it's probably something that we, we should have been doing, but um, haven't done. And and you know you live and you learn. And 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 we're trying to you know do things more by the book and be a little more organized and structural. So uh, this is something that's been really important, and it, it's been planned for a while. Um, we did just put together the agenda. I'm gonna put that in Discord here. Um, I, I meant to do it earlier. I just forgot. So I'm gonna probably just do it in the next ten minutes while we're working behind the scenes. But um, it's just just to lay out the formalities of what we're gonna go through, what we're gonna do. Um, I'll probably kick off with a little bit of like a state of the locals and 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 uh, talk through a little bit how, how the meeting is going to go, and then we'll open it up for questions. We'll go through a financial report. We'll go through 
um, any operations reports, membership reports, um, or mem- you know membership announcements, um, and then kind of close things out with with uh, a few more business things, and then wrap it up. And that should be it. So I, I don't know how long it's going to take. <laughs> Again, it depends on the public public comments yeah. section, but um, I I look forward to it. I think that it'll be a cool uh, kind of first time we're doing something like this. So I haven't read the uh, the bylaws, the old ones or the new ones, but I've heard some rumblings of a of an argument that uh, the the current vice president might be able to deny certification of this vote. Is there any truth uh, to this legal theory emerging uh, that maybe the vote will not be certified? Um, any any chance of that happening? I don't think so. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. That would surprise yeah. me very much. <laughs> okay. No, no chance. Yeah. Not, not All right. So peaceful law. transfer of power. No, no funny business at uh, at Fair Play uh, anticipated, right? Correct. That's correct. Yeah. No. I I, I think should, it should be. Should a, be everything should go smooth. Okay. More more of a formality than anything. It's really just the last business meeting of this current leadership group and the transition to the next. Right. All right. Let's let's hope uh, let's hope it goes smoothly. You know. Uh, you just never know uh, how <laughs> things are going to shake out nowadays. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it, and it's it's just another, you know, I, I, another way I'm thinking about it too is it's a it's a, it's like the, the first time our members can meet after we've made this big decision, right? So I, I, I just look forward to seeing people that I maybe haven't seen since the, the end of the season party last year, or maybe even in 109, you know, at the end of the loyal season, um, and so it, it could just be a good way to gather and see people as well so i encourage people to get there a little bit early and socialize and then stay i want to say stay too late because anybody who wants to go to the escondido chromeball twirl event um after um you know head that way as well but it'll just be a good place to kind of gather and socialize as well so it's it, it's kind of a it, you know it, it serves its purpose as the the agm but it's also just a, a place for us to gather i mean i love our members i love our community i love getting together and seeing people and sharing a beer and um, you know, so yeah, I, I think that it'll be a great time. And, and kind of on that note about the, uh, AGM and being in North park and being at fair play, I'd like to turn it over to Dylan for a second. Cause he's very familiar with the area and goes to fair play a lot for, uh, parking tips for people who maybe don't always head to that area of North park and, you know, might get surprised <laughs> in the parking situation. So can you give them any, any parking tips? Yeah, sure. So um, North Park is always a bit of a nightmare parking wise. Um, that said, uh, it you know, Saturday at 11, it's worth doing a lap around 30th and maybe one street either side just to see if you get a good spot. Um, but it, I, I wouldn't spend a lot of time circling. Um, if you don't quickly find a good spot, um, I would go to the parking garage on the corner of North Park Way and 30th Street. So that's one block or even like half a block south of University and 30th. Um, you can't miss it. It's the tallest building in the area. Um, it's pretty cheap. And as far as I know, it's never been full. It's two blocks from Fair Play. Um, so if you don't quickly find a good street spot, I, I highly recommend just biting the bullet and paying the like couple bucks. Um, it's way easier. Nice. So that is uh, Saturday at 11, uh, Fair Play North Park. Uh, everybody come through. It's going to be uh, kind of the first real 
chance that we have to all uh, see one another since the L. Smith uh, kind of goodbye soiree. So um, really looking forward to that. Um, I know we have some news items to get to, uh, including some news about Wave, Albion, uh, and uh, some uh, Rocket League news. I believe Rocket League is about to kick off at 8.30, which is why uh, I need to sign off uh, because I watch the stream to support my kid who who uh, is, will be playing. So um, I'm going to uh, say goodnight and let y'all uh, hit the news. And um, when Steve gets back, tell him bye for me. But um, all right, I'm going to get out of here. All right. Bye, Andrew. Bye. Okay, I'm going to bring Steve back on here, and then uh, we'll do some, we'll finish up our local stuff so that uh, Steve can get out of here. And let me pull Steve back out, because I don't know why. I'll try that one more time. There we go. Now we got him on there. Oh. All right, Steve, welcome back. Um. So let's. Thank you. Yeah, I don't know. I was having here, some connectivity so issues too. We, then, then we can let you go as well, because I want to make sure while you're here, we hit the um, most important stuff in terms of with the locals. But before we do that, for those as you caught it, the reason Andrew just left is his son is on the Rocket League team. So we'll do just a very quick mention of that before we go back to our local stuff. Um, the Rocket the Rocket League team is playing tonight, so anybody who's watching live, their stream is supposed to kick off here at 8.30, which is just a couple minutes from now. Um, if you're on Discord and you go in the random channel, there is a link, so if anybody wants to multitask and watch both of them and give us updates of the match as it goes. Um, our Rocket League team last season, for those of you who may not know, if you don't remember, they were in Division Two. they won the league. Uh, they pretty much walked through the league last year, so they got promoted to the first division. Last week was their first official match. They took on the defending champions, Emerald City RC. So Emerald City's up with the Seattle team. So their supporter group, I think Emerald City actually has three Rocket League teams in this first division. But they were the defending champions, and uh, we beat them in three matches to two last week. So they take on Steel Army tonight which is the supporter group for the pittsburgh riverhounds of the usl and again if anybody is live with us in the chat and is going to watch that as well you can maybe give us some updates in the chat as we go along uh, before we switch over to our other locals news steve or dylan you guys have any thoughts or comments about our our rocket league team i think it's rad i i've never played a minute of rocket league in my entire life um but i think it's a really cool thing that we do and that is organized, and um, I, I don't. I think it's. I think it's a, a cool thing, part of a I, little pocket ever, of our community. Agreed. Have you ever watched I, a match, Steve? Yeah, I watched um, last year when they were in like one of the playoffs um, towards the end. I, I don't know if I watched the whole thing. Um, you know how it is with children, um, but yeah. I, it was on in the background, uh, and it's 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 incredible. I don't. My favorite yeah. video game console is N sixty four because. Um, uh, it, it's the right pace for me, you know how the, how fast this stuff goes. It's just, it's incredible. I I, I can't, I can't do it. <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's um it's quite entertaining if you haven't checked out a match. So if you get a chance, if you don't do it tonight, and maybe you're listening to this later on the podcast, so you're just hearing the audio version, 
and you get a chance to catch one of these streams sometime, you should check it out. It's a lot of fun. And Dylan, you played on the team last year for a bit as well. I Yeah, so this is their third season, I think. Um, so I was a little more heavily involved in the first season. Um, and then I was pretty much just like the bench player, um, like break glass in case of emergency player this past season. Um, but yeah, I, I want to give a huge shout out to Kevin, um, KJ on discord. He's really been the one who's kind of stewarded this whole thing. I really just helped him get it off the ground. Um, but, uh, yeah, they're really, really good. I have not played rocket league in a while. Um, I've been pretty busy, so I'm not actually on the active roster this season. Um, but I re there was a time I thought I was pretty good at rocket league. And then I went and played with these folks and, <laughs> Um, I'm actually not very good at Rocket League, it turns out. So, yeah, <laughs> it's one of those games where, like, you can be in a groove, but then you go watch, like, the best players, and you're. it's not just like, oh, wow, they're really good. It's like, I didn't even know you could do that. You could do that. I didn't know what it right. was, yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. So I highly recommend you go watch some of these locals folks play. They're, they are actually certifiably good at this game, but they'll tell you they're not good. So they're just being humble, though. Um, but yeah, absolutely worth your time. Yeah, and hopefully maybe this year is a good time to start some other things like this. I know there's been some discussions in the past of maybe doing a bowling team. I mean, we have our pub quiz team, which usually competes on Tuesday nights as well. And occasionally we have some people come in and, uh, excuse me, come in and, and give us updates after they finish their, uh, their night at pub trivia. So, um, Hopefully we can get some more of these groups going and represent the locals in, in some other social aspects in addition yeah. to what we do and supporting a soccer team. Yeah, I mean, it's, I, I'm not shy about my past history with the Outlaws. We did an AOSD bowling night. This had to have been 2016 or something like that. And it was a, it was so much fun. It was such a hit. Um, I would fun. love to yeah. do something like a, like a locals bowling night or something like that. Um, and this is the perfect year to do that kind of stuff. I think I've talked about a locals bowling night for years, but... It always, you know, with the season, it's it's so busy. And then you're off weekend or you're off time. I just want to sit on the couch <laughs> and, like, recover. Um, so this is the perfect I, year to do that kind of stuff. Yeah. I don't mean to put her on blast, but my girlfriend, Gabby, actually works for a bowling company called Bolero in their sales department. Um, they, oh, yeah, have nice. a bowling, they have a bowling alley down in Chula, um, and she has offered to me many times and said, hey, if you ever want to get a group together and do a bowling thing. So, um if bowling's what we're looking at, I actually may have a hookup. Just throwing that out there. All right. Kevin is yeah, also I very good at bowling. Other members. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah, not Kevin, surprised Kevin that Kevin is good at bowling. He that's and he will tell you he's me. not. <laughs> Again, he's just being humble. Well, I think he even tries to push himself and compete against even better players. So when he looks at it in that way, he says he's not very good. But I think that's compared fair. to the average person, he is he is quite good. All right, so let's um, transition. Actually, Steve, while you're here, maybe we'll jump to, we're gonna save this more to the end, but we've talked about elections, we talked about the AGM. Let's dip our toes into the member benefits here for a little bit, and then uh, if, if you need to take off, you can. Um, you can certainly hang out if you want, but definitely wanna uh, please dip our toes into that and where we're headed and what's coming up, and then um, we'll, we'll finish off the rest of our news for the podcast. Oh, I think we lost Steve. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that was good timing. Though, All right. I guess. Well, I know some things um, 
So I will at least get it started. And then when Steve pops back in, we'll, we'll have him come in and help. But uh, I think we have finally ironed out the membership dues and benefits. Um, it is likely, but not guaranteed, because there's always a technical hurdle that may happen. So we're, we're trying to make sure we get everything worked out, but we are hoping to open up the membership on Saturday to coincide with the AGM. That is the plan. The just the the key points that people probably want to know right now is we're looking at a $10 option and a $25 option. The $25 option comes with a scarf. Um, and now it looks like we have Steve back. So I will bring him on because I don't know how much he he heard about what I said or heard my, my prep to kind of bring him in. <laughs> beforehand oh here so, it was 10 and 25s and I, I don't disagree with anything you said there so yeah all, all we said is it's not a guarantee but we're we're hoping if things work out this week to open them up on saturday and that the the two main pricing options are going to be like they were before 10 and 25 and 25 comes with a scarf so yep um i'll let you pick it up from there if there's anything else you want to add to that and then um we will uh especially with there's connection issues maybe maybe we'll we'll get yeah, you for this and then and then we'll let you go <laughs> yeah i don't know what's going on but um yeah 10 and 25 is just basically the same pricing that we've done in the past um this year one thing that we're not doing is we're not including shipping um so this is encouraging people to come out to events you know this is we're an in-person supporters group um you can add shipping of course if you want to add shipping we will ship you your items but um it's not going to be included it's not a given so you know, sign up for a membership and come out to one of these events and pick up your stuff, but also just become a part of this thing, you know, um, and continue to be a part of this thing. So, um, yeah, that's one, it, it's, it's, it's kind of a change. It's kind of a minor change, but I think it's a, it's, it's a bigger change in, in, you know, encouraging people to come out to, to these events. They're going to be all over San Diego. They're going to be all over the County. So, um, I think that that's a big thing, it, not only the Chrome ball tour events, but, um, you know, we'll, we're going to be doing our own events. You know, we just mentioned a bowling night, right. something like that. So we don't know what, 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 what that all is going to look like, but we'll have pickups at, um, everything we can, uh, from there on out. So, um, another thing that's going to be kind of important this year. Um, and this is kind of a, uh, it's kind of a tricky subject, but we're going to start talking about what's called a season, um, member number. Um, and this is a way to kind of keep your member number ish kind of going. It's like a year over year member number. Um, and this is really kind of born in, you know, if, if, if we fill this supporter section as big as we want it to be, and as we grow, it's a way to maintain your history and with the locals, you know, and it's, it's not only past history, but new people that sign up with us, if they get in now and at the ground floor, they can keep their member number and keep their kind of continuity going year over year. And so when we start to do things like maybe bus trips, we might have to start considering that because we might have more members that, that, you know, we might have more interest than we have spots available, not only buses, because I think we could fill, you know, we could rent 10 buses if we wanted to, there's those available, but it's really like, you know, if you, if you really think this through, if you think this out in 2025, if this becomes what we want it to be and what, what, what we think it can be, you know, we could have a thousand members, just locals, but we could have 3000 members or people in the supporter section and LAFC is not going to give us 3000 tickets, just like we're not going to give LAFC 3000 tickets. Right. So, there's a way that we're going to have to divvy this up. And it's like that, that stuff might have to come into play a little bit. So it's kind of a way to say, you know, Hey, Hey, 
stick with us, you know, stick with us as well to, to, um, to, to keep this going, you know, keep, keep this going from our perspective, but keep it going from your perspective too. like preserve your history. And, and, you know, the last four years, if you've been a part of part of the locals, like, you know, this is a way to, to like, make sure that you, 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 you're, you're, you were in when at the ground floor, you were in at the USL level. Um, and if this becomes something really, really big, that, that gets recognized. Like we remember, we know, we care. That's not something that we've just dropped, you know, I think a big part of, of our, um, our mentality this year. And I think going into the future will be like honoring our past. Um, and so we really want to honor our members that we're a huge part of building the group and we're a huge part of my memories and our memories over the past four seasons. So I think that this is, that's a re- it's a really cool way to do it. It's also a cool way to, to get members now to recruit members now to say, Hey, you know, this is the ground floor. It's time to start time to get in, in into this here, here and now. So, uh, and that'll be for the, uh, uh I, I just for the first couple months, um, I think that all the details will come out once we release final memberships. I don't want to go into the details yet, um, but you know, first couple months we'll be doing that kind of stuff, and then um, we'll shut it down and, and, and then just for a couple of days, and then reopen memberships. But I, that's that's kind of a big thing. Um, John, you were involved in all those committee meetings regarding memberships. I don't know if you want to add anything um, to that. Yeah, a couple of things only because you threw out a couple of different terms. And I know even internally, we we are trying to make sure we're consistent with the naming of terms to not be confusing. So there's actually going to be two things. Your your traditional locals number that you already always have. I was member number five. So we will be keeping track. And we've had nearly a thousand unique members be part of the, the locals at some point. Maybe it was only for a season. Maybe it's been for all the last four plus seasons. Um, for those who joined in, in 2019 when it first opened. Uh, so that's your member number. That's not changing. But the season number that Steve mentioned is something that will be fluid and change year over year. And as Steve said, well, more of those details will be coming out later. But if we grow, as Steve said, that season number may be important, or we may have to use that as part of determining how we allocate limited benefits. So it is in your best interest to sign up here early because we will be resorting out those, those, that season number won't necessarily match your local number. And the lower number you have, the better. So the, the sooner you get in, you will get that number and, and have that number and that will help you out. So that's, but, I'll only say that, like I said, more details will come out later, but just there are two different numbers and it's the season number that's going to be fluid from year to year that is going to, if if we have to use it, will help determine how we divvy up limited quantities of things, which we hope um, doesn't if, happen. But If, but if I can offer, offer an analogy, John, um, to those of you yeah. listening and or watching who may be Premier League club fans, if you've ever even looked into getting tickets you'll know that people who have been members for a longer time have first rights to like away tickets and things like that and this is exactly like that it's you know we're it's not the same as like the hundred year history there obviously but it's that same idea but it's the same idea that if you're in now you you get that early low number so we encourage those people and maybe those people who are on the fence and still trying to decide you know, 
maybe even test drive it for a year and, and see where you are, because at least you'll you'll get in at an early number if you choose to stay with us again in 2025. Yeah. And then, you know, part of our, a lot of our internal discussions has been, you know, more on the sake of transparency to being, being on this, on, on that, you know, realm. Um, the earlier you guys sign up for memberships, the more it helps us financially, you know, just yes. planning for the year, just to be open. Like the more members we get, the earlier we get, the more, we know what everything is going to look like the more we can project the more we know we can do oh that's cool let's do this cool event in two months we can afford it versus if you know if it's a slower ramp up of memberships that join it's it's a little bit tougher to plan that stuff out and we get kind of caught with our pants down with planning stuff out like that so it's a little bit um it's it just to be open it you know if, if you're yeah. if you're wanting to join just just do it if, if you I mean, if you can but if you, can, if you want yes, to but please. yeah <laughs> It just helps us out. Um, so there's kind of a double, it, it, there's there's two sides to that story there. Right, and normally, you know, we had the loyal, so there was always everybody, like if you look at the history of when people sign up for memberships, 95 plus percent of the people sign up within the first month that we open up because they get ready for the season. And we know how much money we have for the year. Right, that that really helps us out for planning. So we don't have that this year, and we understand some people may be waiting to kind of see. So uh, for those of you who are ready to jump in, yeah, please, when memberships open up, jump in and get those going because that that really helps us know what we can be able to do for the rest of the season. And we hope to do a lot of cool things, even though we don't have a team right now. We still want to try to get the group together, do a lot of activities. Um, but we can plan better when we know what, excuse me, what membership we have. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So look, you, look for that. Like John said on Saturday, um, that's the goal. Uh, no guarantees. We're still, you know, we got to work out all the details behind the scenes, but I think we have a really good motivated team to make this happen. Um, and they just think Saturday launch at the AGM um, would be a great, you know, great start. Um, yeah. Also, also more AGM talk. Um, we, we should have the new stickers by then. So just a little bit of a podcast tease. We should have, um, if you are in our discord, um, in the SDFC channel, Travis, our art director, um, put, uh, a, an expanded color palette, um, crest of the SDFC colors, uh, in there. And, uh, we ordered some stickers of those, um, and those should be there by Saturday. So that's kind of a, Enticing to come out to the AGM, get a, a new sticker or two, and um, kind of celebrate this 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 new phase, this Locals 2.0, like the podcast title says. Right. Yeah, exactly. All right, Steve, thank you very much for joining us. If you want to stay, you're welcome, of course. Okay. But I know I'll stick around, and if my internet tries again, then I'll call it quits. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. And I think Dylan just uh, popped something in here I will share. For those who haven't seen... The crest yet. This is what it looks like for those who are watching on YouTube. Um, obviously, if you're listening to it on the audio podcast, you're gonna have to wait to see it in person, or come back and watch the feed, or go into Discord and and see the link in there. But this is this is what the newer crest looks like. That the stickers that Steve was talking about that we'll have available um, at the AGM on Saturday. All right. Let's go. And then I don't know if that means we've lost Steve. <laughs> Maybe he just did that on his own. 
Um, let's see. So Dylan, I want to ask you to go back to some SDFC news, probably the worst kept secret, at least in our circles of people who talk about this all the time, the uh, Duran Furry's loan to OC finally became official, uh, but I don't think that was a surprise to most people unless you haven't been following. So what are your thoughts about Duran Furry going to OC for 2024? I think that's a perfect move for him. I um, He's still, he's what, 17 now? Um, I, you know, there were people talking about the idea of him potentially going to another right to dream affiliated club, which would realistically probably be FC Norseland in Denmark. But truth be told, I think if he went there, um, just from a footballing perspective, I don't think he'd get the minutes he needs, but from a human being perspective, that's a big move for a 17 year old. So orange County being the closest competitive club, literally, in the top two divisions of American men's soccer uh, to his home. I, I think that right there is really all you need to say. Um, but then on top of that, you look at, as much as I hate to admit this, uh, Orange County's record of developing youth is probably rivaled only but, um, by Lu yeah. Yeah, it, Louisville is probably the only other club that could really even hold a candle to them. And I still think that Orange County pretty easily takes, takes the cake there. Um, so it's a great spot for him to go. You know, he'll be able to come home whenever he needs to. Um, I think that's super important. He'll be able to be close by. So SDFC, as they're starting to ramp up their coaching and playing staff, um, you know, be in touch with them and work with them uh, kind of as the season goes by. Um, and I think he's got a real shot at being the number one in Orange County. They uh, have had quite a bit of goalkeeper turnover in the last few years. I don't know exactly what the roster looks like going into this season. Um, but I wouldn't be shocked if uh, Duran is the opening day starter. And I think the USL championship is about his level right now. And that's not to knock him at all. He's 17 is the thing, you know? Um, I think if he were to get loaned to like an MLS club or something, I don't think he'd play that much. Um, so I, I think this is perfect for him from a personal and professional development standpoint. Yeah, I hope so. I hope he's able to see the field and get some significant playing time over there. I don't know. I haven't really looked into OC coming into 2024 to know what their goalkeeper situation is like. Um, but if he gets the chance to get out there and get on the field quite a bit, I think that would that would be some some great experience for him. The other thing I wanted to bring up is uh, San Diego football. You know, Tony and Chiva there, they also had put on their blog that there's possibly another signing. Have you seen this? Marcus and Varston? I saw the From, teasers. I don't know anything about them, though. Yeah, that's, they're the only ones I've seen put anything out there that there might actually be a second signing, official signing on the horizon. So, Well, we'll they are the leading... They are the leading football journalism site in San Diego, yeah, in so that San wouldn't Diego. surprise me. That's yeah. right. So I was just curious if you had heard any more or no beyond the rumbles that there was another signing. I no, I haven't. And um, the name you threw out doesn't ring any bells for me. So, yeah, you know, I was at the club, a representative for the locals, to meet with the FO with all the other SGs uh, last week, and they did have this guy Mads who came and spoke, who's the head of all the right to dream stuff and their style of play. 
and this is not really the place to get into this in detail, but it was, uh, you know, maybe we can do a lounge something and kind of talk about these another time or even with Bum's Breakdown in the future. Uh, but it was really interesting to hear the way they are trying to build their clubs from from youth academies, even though they're spread out around the world, up through their international youth teams, up through their three now with SDFC actual clubs that compete in different places. It was it was a uh, was different. It was it was interesting. So in a good way, I thought I was I was very impressed. So I actually it made me more hopeful for the future of this team and players and stuff we could see and style of play uh, than things I had heard before. So that was that was good to hear. I, I, I was afraid it was am... just going to be a selling kind of like we're just going to bring sure. people in and sell them off and and do that. And yeah, um, and, and I know they're trying to sell us on the idea. Right. Of course, um, as we're going in there being supporters for this group. But in looking at all the other things they put together, I'm I'm excited, both excited and interested to hear more about what they put together um, from from youth all the way up through professional. I, I think I, we have some exciting times ahead. Yeah, I, um, you know, I, I don't know too much about Right to Dream. I haven't been to any of these presentations that you're referring to, but I, without getting too much into my own thoughts on it, I, I foresee the future of football, club football internationally in the next 10 years or so, uh, really ebbing towards the multi-club ownership model. Um, and I think that Right to Dream have taken an interesting approach in kind of that future of football um in kind of with the youth side of that multi-club ownership and obviously uh you know it's much more nuanced than that but uh i think it you know if i were a kid in san diego who wanted to be playing soccer i'd be pretty excited right now um not that i necessarily would expect you know any average kid just to think they'll be in the right to dream academy per se but my point being that I think it's just going to up the overall level kind of, of uh, youth development and opportunity here. Um, yeah. So for better or for worse, I think uh, it's, they're pushing that kind of concept of the multi-club model to a level with, to a lower level where it's going to help younger people kind of push forward into careers or whatever, you know, really they want to do in life. So I think that's, uh, that's pretty damn cool. And I'm, I'm excited that people, young people here will have that opportunity. Agree. I think it will be a great opportunity, but if we stick with the youth club news, we'll, we'll pivot slightly. Uh, I don't know if you heard today, Albion officially posted that, uh, they will not be fielding a professional soccer team in 2024, but do plan to return to professional soccer in 2025. Um, I have just some general thoughts about this, but I'm going to toss it to you first. What are your, when did you hear it? And two, what are your thoughts? Well, this was another poorly kept secret, I think. Um, I kind of knew right. this was coming for a couple of weeks now, but uh, I mean, it's disappointing. Um, I can't say it's overly shocking. Uh, from two standpoints, one being that Albion kind of are already a pre-existing entity here in San Diego that really is not focused on the professional level. Um, that's not to say that they couldn't add that, but I just don't think anybody really foresaw that when 1904 folded. 
Um, and the second thing being Nisa is a bit of a mess. Um, that's not to say, actually, I'll probably be one of the first people in the locals group to tell you that I really appreciate the underlying vision that Nisa has, um, but the execution has just been awful. So I, I don't know what the future will hold for Albion. Um, I'm definitely bummed out to see that this has happened i went to quite a few games over the couple years that they were in the league and i thought it was a lot of fun um, it was a really good family friendly atmosphere and uh you know it was just very relaxed it was a good time um and a higher level than i think the average you know soccer fan might expect a higher level of play um but i do think it's interesting the way they're poising themselves for 2025 i know there's um, or rather potentially poisoning themselves. I know there's a lot of kind of change going on at the lower levels of professional yes. men's soccer in the United States. And I, I do wonder if they're maybe just hedging their bets on one of these other organizations that are trying to get themselves off the ground. And so with that, I'll, you seem to maybe have some thoughts on that. So I'll throw it back to you. I I mean, I do not know. They're just thoughts. I, I really, Albion is one of the teams where I don't have a very good ear to the ground on what's happening internally over there. Um, but I thought it was very telling. They just said a return to professional soccer. They did not say a return to NISA. And with the Open Soccer Alliance, and again, I don't want to get too into the weeds into lower league soccer here on our podcast, but it sounds like they might be hedging their bets. And I do think we're in a we're in a time of probably the next five years of big turmoil and change in the US soccer landscape in lower league soccer, with major league soccer making its big push to try to pull in clubs to their third division. And it's not not entirely clear exactly what they're doing. There's there's a lot of people who feel they're they're trying to absorb as many things as possible under their umbrella to create the MLB, MILB type system. So there is no chance of promotion relegation or anything again. And then you have the Open Soccer Alliance that just started on the other side, which offers huge potential, but you know it's not even 30 days old officially, and we'll, we'll have to see where that goes. And I wouldn't be surprised if Albion has even been in talks there um, and is kind of waiting to reform and maybe jump into that side. So it'll it'll be interesting to see how things shape up over the next few years. Um, but disappointing, I, we are losing a professional team for definitely. 2024. Well, and that's another another team we could have watched in the Open Cup that won't be competing this year. Right, so. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I will say, though, without speculation, there are some things I can tell our viewers about what's going on in lower league soccer right now that are concrete and that have been going on for a few years. Um, and that's that Nisa, despite their seeming chaos at the top level, um, have actually been making some good moves at the more regional level. Um, they've coordinated. Right. Exactly. With Nisa Nation, yeah. they've coordinated um, both with youth clubs and also other regional, you know, like amateur leagues um, with some pretty notable clubs in them. If you're really willing to dig into the United States right. soccer history, some former U.S. Open Cup winners even. Um, and so I do wonder if that kind of promising development that's been going on the last few years, again, despite what's been going on at the top of NISA, I do think the lower levels of organization, there's been some interesting moves going on there. And then you look at, you know, the USL has their own big question marks, but 
USL right. League Two has undeniably been the premier pre-professional level for the last three to five years on the men's side. And they really look to only be getting stronger because they are adding clubs every year and they're not really hemorrhaging clubs the way that the USL championship, unfortunately, seems to be. Um, so I would keep my eyes on that space in the next few years, uh, the kind of third, fourth division. So that's like bottom of the professional level, top of the pre-professional level. I, I really don't have any like idea what might come of it, but um, I think there's some more robust things going on than the average soccer fan might realize. Right. And so agree. it just makes me a little op more optimistic than I maybe would have been even like a year ago. So who knows? Yeah. Sounds like another podcast idea, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Add it to the list. Okay. So real quick on waves news, and then there is a, a, Thing in the comments I want to bring up and, and comment on in just a second, but uh, not much to report on on Wave Sirens news, but they the NWSL did release their schedule. We do know when the home opener is for the Wave. That will be Saturday, March 23rd at 7 p.m. against the KC Current. You going to be there? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I, I might try it. That's a little too far away for me right now for planning purposes in terms of personal enjoyment things to do. Uh, but I have yet, even still, to see a match at Snapdragon. Still have not. Something has always come up. I have n never made it, so I will probably take in a wave match at some point if it's not the home opener. But I would like to try to get out there and uh, check out the home opener and sit in the cove and stand in the cove, I guess. Um, but but check out a match in Snapdragon since that's where we're going to be in 2025. And I haven't been there yet. Just have not seen a match. It's a very fine stadium. Like I don't really have any other than the shade thing, which I think is pretty well documented at this point. I don't really have any specific complaints about it. Um, it's expensive concessions. That's just American sports at this point. Um, right. But it's, there's no bad seats as far as viewing is concerned. Um, I, had, I do have some worries about how it's going to keep sound in compared to some of the other, you know, right. premier venues in the MLS or really just top flight American soccer. Um, but yeah, Snapdragon, Snapdragon's cool. Like, I really never have a bad time there and I really appreciate the... Uh, it's really nice to just walk around, which is probably not conducive to atmosphere necessarily, but the concourse is just beautiful. It's a really nice space that they've created. So that's great. Um, I did want to say on the wave schedule, um, I'm pretty excited, uh, especially because I'm pretty sure the NWSL is playing a true uh, home and home every team in the league schedule this year, which uh, is not something you get a lot in American soccer. But I did want to express my extreme frustration that the away game against Angel City FC at BMO Stadium or whatever it's called now, Bank of California, it's a Thursday. Like I, I've been dying to get up to a game at that stadium, and I thought, oh, this will be the year. Wave away at LAF or uh, Angel City FC. That's going to be a big derby right. match, and I don't have any other teams to be watching, so I'll definitely make the trip this year. I'll take the train up. Nope, Thursday night. Sorry, don't bother. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm pretty annoyed about that, to be honest. Yeah, unfortunately, I think that we we saw that with the uh, OC matches in the USL. I think. If they need to schedule midweek matches, they usually schedule them with close 
rivalries because it's easy transportation you know which is disappointing for the fans right to get up there on a week night in general to go see a match um but to be clear i'm not saying like i'm definitely not going to go to that game right. it's just a lot more difficult now right it's gonna be a bigger challenge um i did say i was going to go to the comments i want to comment on paul's thing in there but i did forget we didn't talk about the soccers yet i want to briefly go and talk about them because they're in the middle of a, a four game road trip right now. So they're not going to be back till Valentine's week for some home games, but they had two games this last uh, weekend home match on Saturday, which was a pretty convincing win uh, for anybody who went and saw that. But did you catch or hear any of the highlights of, of Sunday's match against Tacoma? I did. I, so I uh, went back and watched the highlights after I had heard about what happened. So it was a pretty wild game and included some pretty insane goals. Yeah. If, if you haven't really watched much arena or indoor soccer and you're looking for something to do, even as a neutral fan, I mean, and watching the soccer's specifically, it's, it's quite entertaining and, and quite wild at times. I don't know what the MASL equivalent of like being CONCACAF is, you know, we, we have that for international soccer in our region, but MASL has its own things. And, you know, as I hear some people say, MASL is going to do MASL, but I, if they don't have a term for it, they, they really ought to. And it take too long to go through all the crazy stuff that happened, like in the last two minutes of the match. But if, if you want, you should just go back and watch the last, few minutes of regulation and along with the, the overtime period there for some some pretty entertaining arena soccer but soccers are doing well only one loss on the season uh they're they're really looking strong so the one game i went had a to. chance the one the one game yeah against the savage uh but if you haven't had a chance to get out to a game yet on valentine's week they will be home both tuesday and thursday on a, either side of valentine's day so you know, maybe that's, uh, you can convince your significant other to take you to a match for Valentine's Day um, and get on out there to see see the soccers. All right, so that, that was the soccers news. Do you have anything else to add, Dylan, before we get to Paul's comment? I'm going to put it up on nope. the screen here. Okay, so this has been floating around and, um, and Paul put it here. Part of the reason why you can only be an official member of only one club recognized SG. Now, we we internally had heard this and we investigated this as well. And unless someone has new information that I'm aware unaware of, um, we can't find any evidence that this is a thing or an MLS thing, although some teams may require it for their supporter section. Um, and we have not had any internal discussions with the FO, at least at this point, about any of that. So we are moving ahead with the idea that, and certainly we are not going to restrict to anyone, any of our members, because we never have, of being a member of another supporter group. That might change if new information comes to light. We do know that there is another supporter group, Chavos, has decided that they will not allow their members to be part of another supporter group. Um, and as it stands right now, we, we are going to continue doing the same thing we've always done. So we've had people be now 
I guess you can't be a part of Chavos because then you're going to have to make a decision because they won't let you be a part of any other supporter group. So, I mean, that's that's a Chavos decision. So that's a decision you'll have to make if you are trying to choose between the two. Uh, but there has been this thing floating around that you can only be officially a member of one recognized supporter group in the supporters section. And we're still trying to get clarity on that. But so far, we haven't found anything, even though some teams in some places may do that for simplicity's sake, we can't find anywhere where that's an actual like legal rule kind of thing, unless you work that out with the team. So I just wanted to throw that out there. So Dylan, I don't know if you've heard anything else or any comments. No, I um, I was just going to ask. I I don't know if Chavos are. I thought I had heard they're doing like Chavos is like kind of there's like subsets underneath it, and it's the Fronteras Ultras that are the SCFC one, and it's that that you can't be a part of while being another SG. I don't know. I'm not a hundred percent up to date on on how they've structured that. Well, you so. you can be part of anything in Chavos. You just if you're Chavos, you can't be okay. locals. You right, can't maybe. be, you know. 18th battalion you can't be riptides you can't be anybody else well fair enough yeah i mean i if that ends up being a club or league enforced thing then you know so be it but um i don't know i always thought it was kind of cool that we had all the cross uh cross membership in the in 109 well and sometimes it is in terms of the the reason some people have done at least from our investigations is that it's it's then easier for the club in terms of handling ticket distributions and stuff. So someone can't be a member of two different groups and kind of double dip into tickets into the section. Um, I don't know that that's really an issue. Um, the other potential, and, and this is a whole other conversations that have to be had because there are some umbrella groups that have rules in place that if you are kicked out of one supporter group, you can't go join any of the other supporter groups in the section if you've if you violated like an in-game kind of thing, you know, like you'd be thrown out of the stadium for. So if that causes you to get kicked out of a supporter group, you can't just go join another supporter group and then and then be in the section again. We we're nowhere near having those discussions right now yet with the other SGs and there's a lot of other umbrella groups that don't have those restrictions. So Part of these conversations are coming up because we're exploring and investigating what do they do in Orlando City? What do they do at the 3252? What do they do up in Portland? Right. And just try to get some ideas that we can take some of the best ideas and put those together as we're moving forward. So I know there's a lot of bits and pieces of information floating out there. And we're as soon as we are formulating some of those things, we will let the group know when when we get to that point. We're just we're not to the point to have those discussions just yet with the other supporter groups. All right. So I think unless you have anything else you want to add, I'm skimming through my notes here to make sure we've covered everything. That looks good. Dylan, do you have any last comments? Uh, you, you have a you have a podcast you're kind of kind of working on yeah, a little bit. Yeah, How's we're that slow, coming along? slow but steady progress. Um, I uh, so I finished putting together the outline um, of the first episode. 
It's it's now about how that's going to translate into the presentation. Um, but yeah, so it's gonna we're gonna do kind of like a history of soccer tactics um, series. I've talked about it a little bit before, um, but the first episode will be kind of more just history um, because we have to kind of just lay the foundation and the background of um, just kind of how we got to the beginning of the like discussion of tactics as we know it in the game as we know it. Um, so yeah, that should be coming the next month or so. Um, we're still kind of working out how we want to go about presenting the information. Um, but yeah, I, like I said, I'm working on turning the outline into a script. I've got a couple graphics I'm working on. Um, so it's slow, but steady progress. Uh, I think this will be one of those things, um, where, there's not really a release schedule, unfortunately. We'll put out the episodes when they're ready, um, but I'm just going to warn anybody now who might be interested that um, there there may be long gaps between episodes because I think we're going to take the approach of um, we want to be thorough and like really do a good job uh, rather right. than just being regular. So um, that's kind of where we're at right now. We're kind of, we started big picture and we're, funneling it down now um but yeah i i'm hoping we'll we'll get to producing the, the first episode in the next couple of weeks here all right good we'll look forward to that and where um where can people get a hold of you uh well discord's still a good place um although i did notice actually just tonight that there was an update and they restructured how their interface looks and i had missed a bunch of dms so i should be more on top uh -huh. of that now um, but yeah, uh, Twitter or X or whatever um, is still a good place. Uh, D will nine four D W I L nine four um, blue sky B sky. Same thing. Um, I'm a little more active on those places than I would probably care to be. But uh, those are the three spots I would recommend. All right. And you can find me at John cross on discord is the best place. I'd also just like to give a couple last reminders that um Elections, if you're listening to this before midnight on Wednesday night or 11.59 p.m. on Wednesday night, elections are still open if you haven't voted. So go to the website into the members area so you can submit and cast your ballot. Uh, the AGM is this Saturday from 11 to 1 at Fairplay. So we hope to see you out there. And if you can also make it, a bunch of us will probably be heading from Fairplay up to Escondido to catch the end of the Chrome Ball Tour event up in Escondido. So... Anybody might be in North County and only doing the Escondido event. We hope to see you up there as well. Um, and I just wanted back. to say, yes. sorry, John, I just wanted to say too, at Fairplay, we're scheduled to be on the back patio. Um, you'll probably see people going to and from the bar, but if you walk into Fairplay and are confused and don't see anybody, head straight back to the bathrooms and just keep going. Uh, we're, we'll be back there on the patio. All right. Thank you very much. Yes, on the back patio for the AGM. And then uh, we will be back next week with another podcast and we will officially know who are, well, I think we, we kind of officially know because we know the 15 who are running, but um, we will officially have our new leadership council next week and maybe we'll be able to get a couple of new people that have joined leadership council to join us on the podcast next week. All right, Dylan. Thanks for being here and uh, good luck on getting your podcast ready. I'm really looking forward to seeing it and uh, we'll see you on the show with us again next week if we can talk you into coming back on. Yeah, sounds good. Have a good one.
All right. Bye, everyone.